Hello, fellow adults! Welcome to This is Adulting, a podcast about being an adult. With your host, Jack. And Danny. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how to get to know someone on a deeper level. And we have a special guest today. It's our friend, Dwayne Wazinski. Hi, thanks for having me. We're so excited to have you. Very excited. I'm yeah. super excited to be here. <laughs> so excited. Mostly the for mo- Danny, I'll be honest. I oh. asked for that. Thank you so much. Yeah. How we know Dwayne, well, I've played... We Take one guess. Yeah. <laughs> we we'll give you all, guys. All of our guests so far. One guess. We play dodgeball with <laughs> Dwayne. But Dwayne is also a big part of dodgeball. Like, in all of our... Like, he is, like, the upper class of dodgeball, <laughs> per se. Yeah, we're really yeah. lucky to have him here. We had to pay him a... <laughs> dodgeball money. Dodgeball. You, gotta, you gotta match what I'm getting paid in dodgeball. That's the thing. That's a tough one for you. How about you? Uh, how about you give us a description of your title with what with what involves dodgeball? With, with dodgeball, so, yeah, yeah. Or every title you want <laughs> yeah. yourself. So on the dodgeball side, uh, yeah. So I'm the president of Dodgeball Canada. So Dodgeball Canada is kind of like the national governing body for dodgeball in Canada. Yeah. So dodgeball is a pretty big deal to a lot of people, like uh, like like Dwayne. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. big deal. Yeah. I saw you talk at a conference. I didn't see you talk at a conference. I saw you so, went to a conference. Yeah, so we went to I went to um, Sport for Life is an organization that uh, promotes uh, health and well being through sport, and they are an organization funded by Sport Canada. And pretty much every sport in Canada touches Sport for Life in some way or another. Oh, okay. Every year they hold a national summit, and they usually hold it in Gatineau, Quebec. And the last couple of years we've been invited to speak at it. And it's kind of a neat opportunity because dodgeball doesn't get to sit at a lot of the big tables, but um, the whole nature of the Sport for Life Summit is perfect for sports like dodgeball because uh, usually they provide different topics and you can decide on what topic you want to come speak at. And two years ago, I spoke to the concept of developing an NSO from the ground up. Yeah. So it was it was perfect, right? Because, you know, here's a brand new sport with a yeah. brand new organization. And I got to talk about that. The last uh, January when I went, I spoke to the topic of sport governance and how to grow governance. And that was great because that was kind of like a real topic. You know, like yeah. the first year, it's kind of like, tell us about how new you are and right. what the struggles you're having. Yep. Uh, this time it was, okay, so you've achieved something, share your achievement. And that was kind of nice. I mean, yeah. that was kind of like we, we made it, so to, so to speak, right? So I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I feel, and it's funny because when I tell people I play dodgeball, it's kind of a mocking, it's kind of a laughing thing. But at like your level, when you're telling people about how like the, the sport is growing, do you get kind of like that vibe that people are kind of making fun of it and stuff? No, it's funny you should, you should ask that. So I, I was just telling someone the other day that the reason why we need to go to these things like the Sport for Life Summit or, or the Canadian uh, Sport Tourism Association held an event last year that they invited us to. The reason we have to go to these things is because we are sitting with Hockey Canada yeah. and curling, lacrosse, wrestling. And the number of times I was asked about dodging a wrench was zero. <laughs> oh, oh really? Zero. Really? Because, yeah. because at that level, like, because they all have their own stories. Yeah, right? Like absolutely. they all have their, you know, and they're there to kind of help you along. Like it, it's the best conference um for us to go to not just because the the content and the other speakers and the events are so good but because everyone is so willing to help like that's awesome uh, there's somebody i'd met there last year and when i bumped into her this year she said oh i was telling um parachute is an organization that develops concussion protocols for sport in canada 
oh, I was telling Parachute about you guys. You should go talk to her. So I walk over to the booth and she's got all this information. And so now Dodgeball Canada has a concussion protocol that we've adopted. Oh, right. Awesome. So, but these things happen because people want to see sports succeed. And so yeah. I talked to one of the fellows who's one of the heads of the Canadian Coaches Association. And he's like, okay, here's what you have to do to get your coaching program developed. And you talk to different sports and everyone just wants to help you. And I, I had about four or five organizations reach out to me after the presentation, asked for a copy of my presentation so that they could take it back to their board of directors and oh, nice. work on and, and those are the kinds of things that we can say, you know, yeah, we are legitimately playing in this space. Like yeah. we're legitimately trying to be serious about it. And so when we do media interviews, they, yes, they want to reference dodgeball, the movie and all that. And that's fine. It's going to happen. Yeah. And, and to be honest, the only reason we get those invites to be on global is so they get the chance to make those jokes, right? <laughs> and that's fine. It is what it is. It's the reality. But uh, what's great about the conferences is everyone's there for sport, and we yeah. are sport like everyone else. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's this awesome. Is the most adult conversation we've ever had on this on this podcast. <laughs> hey. Governance as <laughs> I, as someone that as someone that like is like vying for a spot on Team Canada and stuff like that, and like just like going for that like route because I've always played sports like. Like high level sports my whole life, dodgeball. I'd never, I'd never ever seen myself being at this level of dodgeball before, and I think it's a huge. I think it's a big deal. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, do you ever see dodgeball being part of the Olympics? Uh, well, that's a that's a, a tough question. I'll tell you why. the 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 short answer is yes, but actually getting onto the court where there's medals i i don't know right and it, there's it's a complicated answer and I, I won't take too much time with it but the short of it is there's the world dodgeball federation which is what dodgeball canada belongs to and usa dodgeball yeah. and you know and then there's the world dodgeball association which is the fabric balls um and it's really popular in europe yeah yeah I and they they also have a footprint in asia and um so the president of the world dodgeball association is a guy by the name of tom hickson uh and uh, if you don't know, I'm also the president of the World Dodgeball Federation. Oh, I didn't know I that. I didn't know yeah. that either. Yeah. Man, so I, I, you I are a busy hat. man. And so Tom and I talk, I'd say, maybe once a month because the, the two associations at the highest level have not had a good relationship over the oh, years. Okay. Uh, but but the World Dodgeball Association put in an application with a group called GUYSEF. GUYSEF is the old sport accord, the, the precursor to the Olympics. So GUYSEF has to approve you as a member and if they approve you, then you can move on down the Olympic path. Okay. So the World Dodgeball Association put its application in and they were given basically a pending result. So they were given observer status, meaning they're not a member, but we see what you're doing. Right. And one of the caveats is, but we also know there's this World Dodgeball Federation and we do not want two competing bodies. Right. right. They don't like, and, and, you know, for those of you who've done karate or taekwondo, or, uh, I mean, even rugby's had that problem, um, dragon boating. Like, if you've done any of those sports, you know that that is, is a thorn in the side to right. progress. So Tom and I speak about once a month to try to figure out, can we play nice together and, mm -hmm. and, and get it to a spot where we come together? And I think we will, yeah. but it's not without massive there's challenges. gonna be some sacrifices and stuff like that yeah there will be and there'll be some unhappy people by the end of it all because you just you, you're never going to bring the organizations together without it being somewhat mm -hmm. of a problem yeah but the what i'm getting at is when we do get to the point where we come together um then all of a sudden that olympic path will accelerate because there'll be one governing body yep. you 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 will essentially double the the amount of people playing the mm -hmm. sport 
sponsors will now be more likely to catch on to you because there's they're talking to one person and not to two or yeah. potentially three or four. So do I think that that the Olympic path will happen? Absolutely. Do I think the Olympics will be around in 20 years? That I don't know. Oh, yeah. To be right okay. honest with you. So so who knows? Yeah. So you, uh, you're an aw- awfully busy man. Though. How do you have time to balance this with like your family and stuff like that? Uh, How do you balance family... And like your full time job, that's why my wife should be other stuff. <laughs> Kiri and should be on, on the podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's tough. You know what? Kiri's amazing, and she's so supportive of everything I do. So it's like there's no way I could do this without her being at least tacitly supportive of it. <laughs> yeah. the, the, it, it. It is. It's. I mean, it's an issue, right? It's an issue. It's an issue in my professional career because I have compromised my work for this. I have, um, you know, essentially lost jobs or opportunities for jobs based on the work I've done in dodgeball because you can't do all this. So, but, but here's the thing and and not to get too sappy, but like at my age, like I'm not old, but like at 46 heading to 47, like it's kind of like the epiphany time where it's like, well, what do I really want to do? Yeah. Right. So do I want to, you know, keep doing contracts where I work on government projects and most of them fail Mm because they do by design or they get supplanted when new governments come in. Like, do I want to just keep doing that? And that's fine. Or do I want to do something that's a little more meaningful? And the thing about dodgeball is, you know, here you have a sport, like you said, Jack, you know, like people, it's a bit of a joke to a lot of people, you know, people playing it, a lot of people playing it don't even see kind of like the path for it. And so to be able to come in and to work with some awesome people at Dodgeball Canada and globally at the WDBF and try to make this happen, I mean, it would be really cool to to walk away a few years from now and say, you know, maybe we're not in the Olympics, but we got that check mark, or yeah. we're 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 a real thing now, and, yeah. and now it becomes, you know, and that would just make me feel accomplished. And I mean, Kiri sees that, and she knows that that's something that I want, yeah. and so she she encourages it. But I mean, it financially, I mean, I've got uh, nationals coming up the um, first week of April, and there's a yeah. tournament in England the last week in April. And right now, I don't know that I can go to either of those oh, because wow. they're all out of pocket, right? Yeah, yeah. And we do fundraising, but we do fundraising for for teams and right. players to get them to go. Nobody wants to pay for for admins to go, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the reality. So we we have a conversation about like, well, it was for a while. It was like, well, I couldn't probably couldn't do both, and now it's like, well, can I do either? And so it is tough to balance it. It is hard to do it. You'll make some but, some big money from this podcast. Well, I'm kind of hoping. Yeah. I, I I don't. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really agree to a, an amount, <laughs> oh, but you I make a lot of money. I assumed it was <laughs> at least two figures. I, I, <laughs> I'm eating two figures worth of food see, here. Yeah, <laughs> see, all these, all of this, this is the perks. Yeah, if you ever want to become our podcast, we feed you. Yeah, we well will feed you with you know chocolate and water and stuff. So <laughs> what I like about. Uh, even though I am not an elite dodgeball player. I mean, I could be at any time. I mean, You have like, your own tournament named after you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously, I just need to put in a little bit of work. I'm sure I can make Team Canada. But uh, I, what I like about it is that it is still, like, in any age, um, you can get into the elite. Like, I mean, I think about soccer and hockey, and it's like you've got to be in it so young and, yeah. and have to be recognized so young. And so... Although I'm sure eventually it'll be like younger, faster, harder, mm-hmm. th- whatever. Um, right now it's such like it seems like an eclectic mix of people that. Well, and you're you're absolutely right, and a big part of that has to do with how young it is, right? So let me just give you an example. Um, it, it a lot of so some of the coaches that I've talked to in other sports, uh, wrestling, biathlon, swimming, and lacrosse, to name four off the top of my head that I've talked to coaches who will use 
dodgeball in their warmups, right? So they don't commit to it as a sport, but the, they, they see the, the, the value of like the, the very basic fundamental body mechanics and motion yeah. that are involved in dodgeball and reflexes. And so they see that as something, but it's like, if you look at women's hockey from a few years ago, um, it was Canada and the United States and that was it. And everyone else was getting absolutely yeah. blown out of the water and not to take anything away from the women's program at that time for, for the Canada or the U S but I mean, did you have the absolute best players at that time? Right. It's hard to say because it was such a new sport that was maybe difficult for people to jump into. But now, like, the bar has been raised and the women's team gets more and more competitive. Um, and, and you know, Sweden and Finland and Russia and China and all programs that are developing uh, really well because the sport's maturing. Right. So right now, you know, I'm taking nothing away from our national teams. But, I mean, it's we are not necessarily picking from the very best potential dodgeball athletes in the country. You're you're, you're picking from the best uh, dodgeball athletes in the country who have committed to the time in the program right. and want to do it. Right. And so, you know, track and field went through this real problem in the United States a few years ago where they were losing all their best players to football. Mm. And so, you know, they had to do, you know, they had to take different measures in terms of how they funded and whatnot because, you know, you might have somebody who was fast enough to medal at the Olympics. Right. But they're going to make a ton more money playing football. Oh, yeah, Didn't absolutely. just do, and I think, I mean, not to be on sports forever, but wasn't there just something in Canada before the Olympics where, or maybe I heard about it at the Olympics, where they brought all these different athletes together and almost did like a combine. So like you might have been doing soccer your whole life, but some other person was like, oh, you actually have the body mechanics to do high jump or whatever. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of the, I, I remember hearing a story about this. People were like shifting sports. No. I mean, I, you know, I hadn't heard of that, but I do love the idea. Like, I think what Alberta, what the province of Alberta does pretty well is they often encourage kids to go into octathlons when they're small and then heptathlons when they're yeah. a little older and finally decathlon, you know, when they're, when they're in senior age. But the neat thing about that is it does give the athlete a, a chance to kind of do a few different events and then say, you know what, I really need to focus. Like we, we've had, I mean, I can think of a few Canadian athletes who, ended up being fantastic in the hurdles after doing a heptathlon for a while and realizing, you know what, I'm nailing the hurdles yeah. and I'm struggling with shop. Mm -hmm. So rather than being a mediocre heptathlete, I can really be an excellent hurdler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's kind of the, the you know, for, for a wide array of, of sports, I'm not sure how that would look, but I, I think it's a neat idea. And I do think dodgeball, one of the things we're struggling with is that pipeline piece. Right. Like how do we get kids? Like our, our, our national team members are a little older. Yeah. And even you look at most leagues are populated by people 25 and up. So how do you get the 17-year-old yeah. to come in and say, oh, I'm going to give this a try and be like, holy cow. You know, in, in the U.S. they had that um, Elijah Hashimoto, this 17-year-old that came and played for their national team and, you know, won a silver medal at Worlds. Mm. And he just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. But they had a combine. They invited him to, you know, a pipeline. And somebody right. said, you know, we got to get this kid out there. Yeah. And he ended up being really He was good. unreal. Like, he, he, was, he, was, he was. And he's so young. Like, yeah. what's it going to be like in five years? I, when right? he actually focuses on developing his skills, right? And yeah. that's all I was looking at. And that's why we need more youth yeah. in, like, our in our sport. But the thing is, we need them to... I feel as all a lot of the youth nowadays they, they get attracted to more of the popular sports. Yes. And the fact of the matter is like dodgeball isn't a popular sport yet, but like when it becomes more and more popular, I think it'll mm -hmm. be easier to get more young younger players in because they'll be like, Wow, this is a, a growing sport yeah. that I want to be part of, right? I, I think what you'll legitimately see to use soccer as a comparison is you'll see African countries overtaking a lot of American countries 
in dodgeball. Yeah. Because it's so. it's accessible, it's affordable. Mm-hmm. It, it, they're able to get out and do it. And like we've got a couple like Dodgeball Canada helps support a couple of programs, one in Tanzania, one in Cameroon, yeah. and another in Haiti. And like for those countries, um, you, they just need the opportunity and dodgeball is an easy opportunity in the same That's way that awesome. soccer, yeah. you know, Cameroon and Nigeria and some of these countries started developing their soccer programs because it was a lot more accessible. They used and, to play with like a ball made out of like paper and stuff. You know, that's yeah. how they got that. But you can play with anything and then you can still develop yeah. your skills, right? Yeah. So well, there you go. Amazing. All yeah. right. I'll Kay. come I'll come to the national team. <laughs> that's what I took away from Thank this. Goodness. Thanks, guys. It's the only reason I'm here. So yeah. <laughs> um, scouting. Danny, you wanted yeah. to uh, ask some questions. Yeah, let's, let's turn this combo to <laughs> less serious. Um, and good. Um, yeah. So, um, lovely Lindsay had found a list of questions called the 36 questions that lead to love. And so we thought that this would be a fun, um, so what, what are you do? saying? You can just ask any random person these questions and it could I lead think to love. So. Yeah, I think so. I'm hoping to fall in love with everyone in this room, um, from this, but yeah. Um, with you going, I don't know what order we're in, but either you're about to go on a, speed dating or speed dating just happened i'm not sure which which order um but we had talked about you know those icebreakers and the questions yes, they have. Yeah. um and with our theme being around dating i think there's always it's always interesting when you're meeting people and trying to learn about them and how to be vulnerable and talk about things that matter and not just like what do you do for fun <laughs> just just Jack's case Dwayne doesn't know um last well yesterday because we're recording this in progression. Um, I went speed dating and it was awesome. very interesting. It was Danny's idea for me to go speed yeah, dating. Yeah, so that's fantastic. Was, so good, right? It was, but yeah, there was a lot. I, I felt though there's a lot of people there that definitely struggled with questions asking. Yeah. So, I mean, that's always, and this is kind of what we're doing. This is yeah. just like. So, this is like a progressing list. It gets a little bit more and more intense, and we can veto questions at any time. And there are 36 um, questions, and since we talked, I don't know, about dodgeball for so long, we might not get through all of them, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're just going to go through the questions. I think it'll be really interesting to get everyone's perspective. Um, Lindsay, you are welcome to jump in any time. You can come sit by my mic. Um, okay, so question one. Okay, so yeah. The we're whole, starting with one, number one? We're going to start with number one. Okay. But the again, the whole purpose of this is just, how would you get to know people? These are the questions you want to ask. Right. Decide whichever ones you want. Okay, given the choice, number one, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want to have as a dinner guest? Well, myself, probably. Oh, that's a, that's a load. Yourself in a mirror? <laughs> <laughs> I love myself now, so. I'm trying to think on who... So anybody like celebrity wise or like anybody that's dead or alive or Yeah, let's let's do whatever we want. Let's say alive. Okay, let's say alive. Ryan Reynolds. Whoa. Because you want to be <laughs> Just like Just because I wa- I would love to have a conversation with that guy because it'd be so hilarious. That is not at all a bad yeah. call. I was watching a Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal thing going back and forth. They yeah. do the Google thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't it look like I'd be fun to just hang out with? Oh, That's yeah. what I mean. It's yeah. just like that conversation at dinner would be just hilarious. Yeah, they all are. And like, what's uh, huge? Hugh Jackman. Huge Jackman. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's Thank in you, there yeah, too. I am huge. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he's in there too with those guys. Like, yeah. oh, uh, Wolverine versus. Yeah, it's it's in line, like, an like online a, social media like battle yeah. with, between those two. But it's a hilarious battle because they're friends. And it's just a matter of like 
Ryan Reynolds trying to get Hugh Jackman onto a Deadpool movie because he wants Wolverine on there, but just because like they're funny together. So I don't know who I'd pick. Oprah. I don't know. I feel like it has to be someone like that you'd be able to have a good conversation yeah, with. Yeah, I don't. Would you have a good conversation with Oprah? I would have a good conversation with Oprah. Hmm. You don't think I would? I don't know. What's the concern? I don't watch Oprah. I don't know what Oprah's personality is like. I know that she's very like generous and very like. So how would that not mesh with my personality? I don't know. All I right. don't know. What would you guys talk about? What would Helping you and Oprah talk about? Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> Helping people through dodgeball. Helping people through dodgeball. She hands out dodgeballs to everybody. Also, you get a dodgeball. You get a dodgeball. You get a dodgeball to the face because I don't like your face. But she's we like need that. a sponsor though. So if you do manage to sit down with Oprah, please I'll, do let us know. Yeah, that, that would be a great sponsor. That would be a great sponsor. <laughs> How about you? Who would you? I. I oh, Lindsay wants to chime oh, in. Lindsay, Lindsay wants to chime over. in. Come on over, Lindsay. Again, you're in it. Well, I had I had uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez as oh, my yeah, as my that's as my choice. Answer. Well, and I mean, okay, you know, who is that? She is a uh, U.S. representative. Um, in uh, in Congress, she she's the Democrat, the young Democrat from uh, New York, and oh, okay. what I mean, she is killing it. She's and this, like taking them down on Twitter, and it's so and... interesting because when she was kind of when when Steam kind of gathered behind her campaign and and she won, it was seen as kind of like a victory, you know, for the little guy, right? Because she was coming from she wasn't coming from you know money or a lot of wealth behind her campaign, but. It's been more than just that. I mean, when when the NDP in Canada uh, won as the the opposition party a few years ago, mm-hmm. it was a bit of uh, you know the little guy, a win for the little guy. But there wasn't a lot of teeth to the like. A lot of the candidates were really new, and and there was a lot of oh, missteps yeah. that the that the party made as the official opposition. But with her, like she's kind of come in and been awesome, and yeah. she's taking people to task, and she's very vocal, and and if she gets caught in a in a misstep she owns it and she plows through it and i just think she would be a wonderful person to talk to that would have a lot of understanding you know it's interesting because trump got elected on the basis of of being able to relate to and look out for the little guy yeah but that's her and i and i keep referring to her as like the you know the future president of the united states because you see that parallel with obama i mean obama had a lot more money and was part of this bigger political machine than she was but this idea that she's not going to be president soon right but she, give her time. She, give her time, yeah. right? And and yeah, she would just be a brilliant. She's taking the right steps to towards talk. it. Yeah, yeah, she's really awesome. Yeah, Liz, I, I feel what like the you? women are just stepping up over yeah, there too. Sorry, Liz. Yeah, um, I'd like to have dinner with Cameron Esposito. And she's oh a, yeah, yeah she's comedian. a comedian and hosts my absolute favorite podcast. So I'd love to sit down and your have second uh, favorite uh, podcast. <laughs> okay, Esposito. You also work on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite podcast that I don't help produce. Oh, okay. She's a little. She's not being biased. Okay, I get it. Okay, I get it. Carmen. No. My Cameron, my enemy now. (laughs) No, I'd love to sit down and have a conversation. She's funny. She's on a lot of podcasts I listen to. Yeah, yeah, she's great. All right. Next question. Would you like to be famous? And in what way? I mean, I want this podcast to become famous, but like Edmonton famous. Right, like I would like, yeah. I would like it to have more than a hundred people, and not just my family members <laughs> that listen. There's well, the fact that you don't have a, you don't have a huge family, do you? So there's got family. there's got to be more than just your family listening. If we got I more know. than hundred followers, if we could be Edmonton famous, I'd be happy with that. I'd be okay with that too. Let's see, would I want to be famous? Absolutely. I think uh, not not so much for the attention. I just for, think for just living easier. 
I think it's easier to live when you're famous because you don't have to worry about money problems and stuff like that. I was going to say, though, famous and rich don't necessarily go hand in hand. I mean, they'd probably do. They but, probably do. But rich would be different than being famous. I wouldn't want to be famous. Too you famous. wouldn't want to be famous? No. Do you not like the attention? I just wouldn't want to have to, like, hide I guess. my life. Yeah, that's true. But it depends. Like, you just have to own it. You don't have to wait for us to answer. You can answer whenever you want. I, I, I wouldn't want to be famous. Um at all i i think i'd like to be you know you said edmonton famous i think that's an interesting kind of concept because i think there's two different ways to look at it right you could be appreciated within your right. sphere like whatever no, that sphere is and then to that extent sure like you know again like with the dodge well, thing it'd Talk be nice if president. someday it worked and people were like oh yeah there's this guy and this is what he did and that was great yeah. but in terms of famous no i i you know i've done some pretty dumbass things you know, <laughs> like I've, I've done enough things where i don't need somebody Clawing, clawing through it and going, hey, yeah. remember this? Uh, so no, I don't really think I'd like to be famous, and I and I do think it it does bring a lot of headaches. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like the idea of sitting in Arby's by myself sometimes. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. you know, like I just I just don't know that I would. Well, like I would have loved growing up. If you would have asked me, I would have loved to marry one of the princes. Like I would have died to marry Prince Harry, and like the shit that Meghan Markle goes through oh, every yeah. day mm-hmm. yeah. of people being like, she did this one thing wrong, or like her dad doesn't like her, and I'm like, hold, just let her live, <laughs> like, and and keep in, and that's like that's Meghan Markle, like we're yeah. not even talking about someone who was a like like most of her, I mean, she was she's a good actress, yeah. Yeah. she's a good actor, but but what what her claim to, to notoriety in the, in the, as far as the paparazzi, as far as the tabloids are concerned, is the fact that she's yeah princess. Yeah. Right? yeah. It has nothing to do with other things in her life. Yeah. They, those got all like sometimes, dissipated. Sometimes I feel like it, it's like a small glimpse of what Diana must have, uh, yeah. what her life must have been like. Cause I mean, yeah. I know just glorify, like anyways, I would, anyways, I will. Linz, yeah. you're kind of, yeah. you're kind of famous in the Erper world. Not, not oh. even really. Not even really, no. Um, sometimes I think, yeah, maybe it'd be nice to be famous to kind of have a big platform to, I don't know, deal about social things. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, it's, yeah, it comes with a lot of headaches, headaches yeah. potentially. So, yeah, I like the idea of being Edmonton famous. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get one of those. Yeg famous. Oh, right. Coin that word. Dwayne's yeah. not famous for coining that word. Hashtag. That's right. Join for this. Yeah, All right. <laughs> um, number three, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? And why? That depends who the telephone calls to. <laughs> I find when I re- rehearse, that's when I yeah. mess up. I will rehearse and immediately abandon it yeah. as soon as the person picks <laughs> up. Like I will go through <laughs> yeah. my head because the, the problem is when I rehearse uh, – a phone call i also have the questions right. along with the answers but the other person is not privy to those questions <laughs> so the questions that they may have are, are totally different so i find that like yes i do if, if i have a make well in the context of dating oh right uh, yeah. if that's what we're talking about um right. yes i would do that but but again you know it only takes one little comment or question i didn't anticipate and then it's just all gone anyway yeah how long how long have you been married for doing it's coming up in september to 18 years 18 years so you never really have to rehearse anything with Carrie then. No, there's not a lot of there's not, <laughs> there's, there's not a lot of rehearsing and, and not only would you not rehearse, but it, it would become pretty transparent at this at this stage <laughs> yeah. in the game. You know, I mean one of the one of the best things that, you know over time is um, that you really don't have to 
pretend with anything. I always make a, we always like to tell a story on our first, one of our first dates, we went to a chapters before we went to a movie and, uh, and I went out and we, you know, we got a coffee, we sat at our table and I went to the, the magazine rack and I picked out a scientific American Oh, and she went out, oh. got Architectural Digest, oh. and we sat there reading my Scientific American, reading her Architectural Digest, like a couple of very, you know, impressive people. And then, like, after, like, date three or four, it's like, I'm grabbing PC Gamer, <laughs> yeah. you know, she's grabbing People Magazine, right? <laughs> and it's like that that very first thing, you're kind of, yeah, you, you have a bit of a sheen to it all, but... Uh, that goes away but thank god it goes away to mm-hmm. be honest right so. well yeah you shouldn't have to pretend to be someone else that you're not in, with someone that you care i about. mean i still like scientific american i'm just saying but i mean Wait, that, you guys, you know, you guys were reading right? magazines on your first date well it was it was yeah, <laughs> to right. each other to, to each, each other, other. <laughs> that's right we were feeding grapes and remixing no this this was one of our first dates um the first date actually is a pretty good story but the 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 magazine thing was like maybe three or four dates in and it was more just like you know, um, you guys are just chilling in the coffee yeah, shop just, and before yeah. a movie, so it was all good. Oh yeah, okay, interesting. Next yeah. question. Or wait, oh wait. no, you can go to the next one. Sometimes I rehearse. It depends on who I'm talking to. That's that's it, and how serious the conversation is. You know, I'm the worst at voicemails, recording a voicemail. Just go. You're gonna make a little noise anyway. Okay. I'm doing this very delicately. Dwayne's trying to eat a Kit Kat. We can hear. Dwayne's <laughs> getting a Kit Kat. We're calling him out on it. We have to. <laughs> then there will be weird noises. Um. Okay. What would constitute a perfect day for you? For oh. me, it would be sleeping. <laughs> sleeping with no interruptions. Right. Well, I mean, like, Arlie I want to crawl- watch or Nacho some, crawling around you. I want to watch some, like, Netflix and just lay in bed. But, yeah, a day by myself. Oh. Sorry to my family and everyone. <laughs> but a day by myself would be so lovely. <sighs> I'd probably watch It's Always Sunny. I love that show. That's a fun show. Yeah. I don't know what a perfect day for me would be. I guess it's a, it, there's so much that comes into that because there's a perfect day for like every season. Right. Like in the wintertime, like a perfect day of skiing and then hot tubbing after and then eating food and drink. Yeah. If you take away skiing, that sounds awesome. Oh, oh yeah. skiing is so great. Just like though. hot just, tubbing and food? Yeah. Done. <clears throat> that's, I mean, true though. That's, let me know. In the summertime, it's like a nice like walk in like the, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it depends on the season, but. Yeah, can I have a weekend? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, weekend. These are very serious rules. Like, I guess mine would be doing some sort of outdoor activity, whether it was a hike or kayak yeah. or whatever, and Burning. then and then and then a big group activity with my whole polycule because I can't leave any of them out to right. my perfect day. So, <laughs> yeah, and then I get to sleep in the next day. Nice. Yeah. It's, I, what I love about that is I'm, I would just jump to the end of that, like the sleep part. Because <laughs> I'm with Danny. I, I think I think a perfect day would be like I get up when I want to, um, pants completely optional, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm making a pot of coffee. Maybe someone brings me coffee. But I'm, let's be honest, I'm probably making coffee. So I'm having a pot of coffee uh, and I'm just, I'm just taking the daisy. If it's a summer day. I'm walking out in the back deck and it's kind of warm. Yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah. by the time the evening rolls around, I've got like a nice scotch and a cigar going on, which would be kind of cool. Uh, this is going to sound nerdy, but like like a like a charcuterie slash cheese nice. platter for dinner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like that's like to, I am I am so low maintenance. Like <laughs> like I just I just would like a perfect day for me is just kind of cash taking it easy. Uh, do you think it's because you, like, I know for myself, I keep myself pretty busy. You're a pretty busy human. Like, do you think that because there's so, like, we're often, like, full that a perfect day of doing nothing or, like, 
I could be on a beach doing nothing, right? Yeah. Like, it's just nice to not have to. You know, do. your your guys' days sound pretty awesome, actually. And with how busy I my life is, a day of relaxation is is a pretty good day. For me, the biggest part of that is the mental part. Like, yeah, without any stress, like I, on your head. One of the things I'm learning as I get older about myself that I, that I actually don't like, and it's a problem, is how my mind flitters between things. Mm-hmm. Like I like I'll be thinking about a dodgeball thing I have to do, and then there's an actual work thing I have to do, and then there's a family thing I have to do. And whenever I'm doing one, I'm worried about the other, right? right? And it's a real legitimate issue for me. And I find that the perfect day would involve none of those things mattering for a period of time yeah and it's okay that i'm i'm watching netflix and mm-hmm. it's okay that i'm even just like this is screwing around my phone like well, whatever it is i'm doing you don't feel guilty for doing yeah it. and I, yeah. it's okay for me to do that and if i could have a day where i i could do that and at the end of it it's fine and everyone's cool with it and then we get going the next day yep. that would be awesome mm-hmm. yeah and that sounds pretty relaxing. even if i had to that ski. sounds like a good day <laughs> <laughs> um just fyi i'm gonna skip some of these questions because when i'm eh. we do that okay just reminding everyone in case people are like writing down numbers at home. I don't okay. want anyone to be upset. Okay. Um, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? So the last 60 years of your life from 30 to 90, 31 to 90, would you want your mind or your body? See, I'm tempted to say my mind because my body's already kind of on the downswing. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. It's all right, kind of crap. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and because your mind is, is like, you could appreciate things mm-hmm. and you could stay connected to the people you love and you could still, you know, take in new things and learn more and you read. And But there's the other part of me that's like, well, what if I could be like super ignorant. fit and healthy, but <laughs> yeah. blissfully yeah, ignorant, yeah, yeah. right? Like, I don't know, man. That's a real, <laughs> yeah. like, that'd be I, I'm going to say mind, yeah. but mm. I could be coaxed. Yeah. I could be coaxed. It was the body of uh, when I was 20. I'd take that. <laughs> My body now. And compared to my body, like a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, your best body. My mind, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 My find... mind is mush right now, so I mean, my body. I think I would take my body. Yeah, I have my body before I blew out my knee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, this is a sad one. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? That's not sad. I know exactly how I'm gonna die. It's gonna be a head injury. That's. Very sad. That is not sad. It's it's. I know it's coming. <laughs> it's not sad. I've accepted it. Everyone's very concerned around the table right now. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. I haven't seen my therapist yet, which I want. I want to go see a therapist. I don't know why I want to go see a therapist, but it's for my mind. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a therapist, Dwayne? Uh, for what? I don't know. For anything. Like physical. Uh, <laughs> I've gone to, I've, I've, I've engaged a number of therapists over the years. Um, I have gone to see a therapist for uh, stress and, and, and different issues. Um, you know, it's, it, I had a friend of mine ask the other day about recommendations. He, he's not a guy who lives here, lives out in Boston, but he, he wants to start seeing a therapist, and he, but he doesn't know where to start. Right. And the one thing that I told him was um, treat your relationship like with a therapist like you would with anybody somebody you were dating yeah, in, yeah. in the sense i mean not in an appropriate way but <laughs> in, in the sense that like it's it has to be a two-way relationship um kiri and i went to see a therapist years and years ago and it was awesome it was a great experience yeah uh, i was i mean i couldn't say enough about how amazing it was but then i i went to see that same person just for myself because i wanted to clear up a few things on my own and it didn't work not because she was no longer awesome but she was great at one thing and yeah. not so good yeah, at the other. And she asked me a couple of questions that were 
awesome questions. Like that really kind of made me go, whoa, geez, I've never, that's a great question for me to answer myself. But in terms of like um, guidance and moving forward, I, I she wasn't very strong in mm-hmm. that respect. So I would say, yeah, if you were going to get a therapist, like shop around, don't feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Know, and that's what we, we talked about in uh, our episode with Dawn because she really wants me to see a therapist. And no, she thinks, she thinks everyone, she thinks should, everyone, should, everyone see a should have a therapist. And like I, I'm trying to figure out whether – like, because I'd like to see a therapist just cause I'm, because I'm curious on like whether I can talk about my childhood and like things that bother me mm-hmm. and stuff like that and things that I've never really talked to people about because I know that there's stuff that in my past I've kind of like kept down mm-hmm. and to myself that have – bothered me my whole life you know so i think almost everyone does that though i mean you know everyone has some thing that they've done or thought or wanted or didn't want that they're maybe not so confident about or maybe they're ashamed about it or maybe they're not ashamed but they they want to tell someone they they want some closure or they want some validation or they want some empathy and i mean it's hard with friends you know um during the, the the bell let's talk kind of thing Everyone posts about how, yeah. you know, I'll have a cup of, I'll have a pot of water on, but it, life doesn't work that way. And the reality yeah. is like, I have friends I know that would listen to me, but yeah, they got, they got, they got they lives too. They got yeah. issues too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the idea of like paying someone to sit there and listen to you who actually has a, a perspective that is maybe helpful is so worth awesome. it. Yeah. Right? I think so. I, yeah. I'd like to try one time. Would anyone else like to talk about how they will die? <laughs> Sorry, I got sidetrack that way. I don't know. we can move on i don't know i you know i know I, I think it's a kind of a great question but i just i just i think it's a funny thing because um i had always wondered if i would die of some kind of cancer which is you know a sad and morbid thing but it's not that there's a history of it in my family because right. it really isn't but it just you know how sometimes you just feel like there's a sort of Damocles, like something, something's going to fall on you someday. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and what is it? Like, I mean, it, you know, it could be a fiery bus crash for all I know, who knows, but, um, I, I, hopefully it would be, you know, Quietly in my bed. In my yeah. I have a, I like anxiety wise. I know that I constantly am like, I remember before getting married. Um, so let's say I'm a year out from getting married. I remember feeling like I'm, I don't even think I'll make it like something's going to happen. I'm not going to be able to get married Mm -hmm. or something's going to happen. And you know, like I'm not going to ever have a kid or whatever. Like it's almost like a block of getting older. You know, there's a, there's a, a, um, sometimes in like fantasy, um, I'm trying to think of, Oh, Dr. Strange in the movie, Dr. Strange, you know, the elder one says, you know, I can't see the, I can see the future, but I can't see beyond this point. Mm-hmm. And in her mind, that means she must die at this point. And of course, in the movie, spoiler alert, the movie's like four years old. Uh, <laughs> she does. And, and I just wonder, like, if that's part of, like, when you're a kid and you think about what it's going to be like as an adult, you have such a hard time yes. seeing it. Now, of course, as a kid, you don't think that means I'm going to die because you're a kid, you live right. forever. But I, I wonder <laughs> if as an adult, you look at points in your life and you're like, I, I just can't see mm-hmm. that point and I don't know what it looks like and I don't know. And so you get this sense of yes. impending, oh my God, that means I'm not going to get there. Yes. Which, you I know, mean, I did. Is, yeah, exactly, right? And <laughs> it's obviously not the case, but yeah. I get that. I think it's... Just an overactive amygdala. Your mind, I'm just... your mind surprises me sometimes <laughs> with how much you can fit into the thinking of it. Yeah. You think about so much stuff. Hang on to that till you're 90. Well, now I'm on all these pills. I'm pretty flatlined now. <laughs> chilling every day it's gonna be good i'm about to go on an airplane for 16 That's hours true. and do you have ativan of course i have, <laughs> I have ativan thing, in my purse right first now. thing she has is ativan i definitely have ativan but like 
I was I was definitely the person that was like, I must stay awake and vigilant this entire plane ride. And now I'm like, you know, there's nothing I can do either way. Like, which Are really you a nervous me. flyer? Yeah, I don't like flying. Yeah, I mean, I don't like it. I don't like flying. But I'm like, nothing I can do. During turbulence, nothing I can yeah. do. Okay. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? Generally, my family and friends. They are the... And I've, I've realized that through, like, some of the, like, traumatizing things I've gone through is my friends and family have always been there to make things better. Like... Mm -hmm to help me through this kind of stuff. Cause it's just kind of stuff that it's really hard to go through alone. And you really appreciate the people that you have around you that are really there for you by what, what they can do for you. And it's just small things, you know, small things that your family and friends do to get you through the tough times is the best thing for anybody. Mm. And that's why you should always keep your friends real close to you because they are the, your, your like your rocks when you need them. I'm very grateful for my Advan. Uh, <laughs> that's really helped me. I'm very grateful for my health um, and and Arlie's health and Tim's health, but like mostly my health. Um, because having gone through such a crappy time with my health and now being kind of on the mend again, I'm like, I don't want to take it for granted, even though I am. Look at what I'm eating right now. But like, um, I'm, I'm very lucky that, you know, I haven't... I'm going to knock on this table, even though it's not wood, but, um, you know, I haven't had any major scary things Yeah. other than birthing a giant, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to take that for granted because at any time, um, it could go away and your life could change, yeah. right? No, definitely. Also birthing a giant is a great name for a rock band. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can have it. Oh, there's young, the giant, whatever. This would be better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would say that I'm, I mean, there's lots of things to be grateful about. Like I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for, you know, Kyrie. I'm grateful for my family, but I, I'm grateful. The thing that I actually reflect on and think I'm, I'm grateful for in the sense that I'm, I feel that I owe is, um, kind of like a genetic roll of the dice, mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, I, I mean, yes, being born in Canada was awesome being born to parents who were good parents but like genetically like i capable of fairly easily deciphering right from wrong i'm capable of, of forming relationships i'm capable of being a critical thinker mm -hmm. so like the like I, I try to be a good parent but i can be a good parent because i i can right. think along those lines and i You're and grateful I, for your mind. I've, I've got a great partner and i've got a great partner because you know, when, when things weren't good, you could realize it. Uh, it's just the, the older I get, the more I realize that people often sometimes don't have the capacity. And that sounds like an awful thing. I don't mean it to sound that harsh, but they, they, it, it's some people just, it's, it's difficult to know when they're in a bad situation or it's mm -hmm. difficult for them to be able to right their ship. If, if, the, if, yeah. if things start to go awry and, and it's difficult for them to be grateful for friends and family because they might not have the perception right. of, of, and I just or know who are good yeah. true friends or yeah. Yeah. like it's like, you know when somebody does something wrong or vicious or quote unquote evil it's this idea of like well what's driving that person to do that mm. and a lot of times it's you know there may be a lack of, of of capacity or ability to do else so I don't know it's just I'm just grateful that I'm in a situation where I could have a good right. life yeah yeah we do a lot of work around resiliency with the kids and um, especially in some of the populations that we're working with like some of the stories that you hear, you do, you just wonder, like, kids are already facing these types of things when they're mm -hmm. in grade one, mm -hmm. grade two. Like, uh, 
yeah, what is the rest of their development going to look like if there isn't some serious interventions from supportive people? And that's what the whole point of the program is, is being in there and helping them out. But I totally understand what you're saying where it's like, um, yeah, there's been a lot of right paths that have, that continue to equal to right choices. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'd have to say similar along Dwayne's line. I am grateful for how I was brought up, the family I was born to, and whatever kind of sparked the my ability to try different things and right. just kind of go yeah. go off the book a bit and just not stick to... This is a good adult yeah. question, because I think if we were 20 and it was, what are you most grateful for? Different it would be answer, so yeah. different. It'd be like, <laughs> my Atari. I'm grateful for this Red but, Bull that I'm holding. And that's just it. It's, it's um, because of the experiences that we've gone through, like, it's matured us into right. thinking different things, right? Where back in the day, they're like, a completely different mindset because we have Rest experienced half those things. Yeah. Rest in peace, the globe. <laughs> um, this is a good segue to, because we've all been kind of talking about family. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? This is a, uh, my parents aren't listening to this. They could so, be. I'll put it yeah, on your mom's don't. Facebook. <laughs> uh, no, uh, honestly, the, the, the one thing that I would change is that um, there was a, there was a certain bit of fear at our house. My my both of my parents were. My dad is a very typical Eastern European mindset where it's don't trust anyone. Be very careful. That person's going to screw you over. Right. Be careful. Now there's some value to that mindset. Don't get me wrong. And so I'm I would never have pushed that aside completely. But that was kind of my dad's view of a lot of things. And my mom is very. Um, she there's a lot of things that she's she's very concerned about or 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 like. You know, my mom was very phobic in a lot of different ways. And so as a result, I, I grew up being very afraid of a lot of things. So between between my dad not wanting me to trust people and my mom being, you know, you have to be careful all the time in every situation. I grew up very much like walking a tightrope. And, and you know, now that I'm older and I have kids, I, I have to sometimes, because Kiri's not like this at all. So I'm the one where Kiri's like, yeah, just let them go to the park by themselves. They're fine. And I'm like, okay, all right, fine. But, you know, like opening the door. Can I hear anything from the park from here? Or say to them, okay, you guys have to be home by this time. And, you know, and so that's the one thing that I would have changed was maybe to just level that out a bit more. That's funny. I, as now being a parent, I think about that all the time, that there's so many things that I experienced that my parents maybe don't know about because you like you go out and try things and you do things and they're like, how am I going to react when, when Arlie wants to go to a party or whatever, right? Like, <laughs> well, I have taught him the same things that my parents taught me to, you know, here's kind of the limits and you stay, but you stay in those limits. And so yeah. it wasn't like it was, I didn't have t- like anything tough, but um, yeah, I made decent choices most of the time. And I'm like, I hope I raise Arlie to do the same, like that he can go and make good choices. It's I, that's what I think about. Yeah. I think a lot of those choices, though, are just going to be stuff that he has to learn on his own. I think there's some things that you just can't teach your kids. Well, that's exactly. They you have, have to, to give them yeah. a chance. They and have to learn, and but you have to be there for them when they need right. the advice, or you know, they need to. They've got themselves in like when you bail your kid out of jail. For <laughs> God forbid, Arlie ever goes to jail for anything, but like if he gets like in trouble, like at the to the principal's office, and you have to go bail him out, and you have to go pick him up because he's got sent home. Those talks with you have with your kids, you know, like mm. about right or wrong and yeah. like things like that. Teachers were wrong. The principal was wrong. 
My son is an angel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's funny? <laughs> Alex got suspended, so oh, my youngest no. son got suspended from school for two days, and and like it was it was a, a a tussle that he had with another student, but the other student ended up uh, breaking a tooth oh. as a result, and so it was kind of like, well, good for your son. Well, it, it's you know it's, it was like, <laughs> it was a long story to it, but it was one of those stories where you know as a parent you kind of come back and you're like, we're going to be very clear with Alex how serious this was and we're going to come down on him and, and his two days of suspension will be doing dishes and mm, cleaning the cat and box like and doing stuff. But on the other side of it, we kind of think that it wasn't really like there was a lot to the circumstances. Yeah. Right. And so it was like, it wasn't as bad as all that. Right. And the other kid was not even a little bit blameless. Right? right. And even the principal kind of said as much. And so, you know, sometimes as a parent, you have to kind of be a little bit two faced, right? Like right. you have to say yeah, to your absolutely. kids, that was not okay. And then you got to turn to the parent or the principal or the friend and say, you know, give me a freaking break. Like, right. You know what I mean? So you kind of have to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my, my childhood was, it, I don't, I don't, I, like the way I was raised, I experienced a lot of stuff that a lot of kids don't go through. Right. You know, like divorce, like alcoholism and stuff. And like a lot of stuff that like, I'm sure a lot of kids don't even experience until they're older, but I had experienced that as a young, as a young adult and like a, a child and stuff like that. And I think it's made me a tougher person and I don't like anything that I could change from my childhood. I don't really know if there's anything that I would want to change because I, I like the way I am right now. Mm-hmm. I like knowing that I have, I've experienced a lot of stuff and I know that I can handle mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that's been co- that comes to me as an adult. So yeah. I mean I'm pretty I'm pretty grateful for the way I was raised. It was a tough childhood, mm-hmm. but I, I enjoy being that little tough-headed guy that just doesn't mm-hmm. let too many things affect him. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm 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 okay with the way I was raised. I, I appreciate my parents for raising the way I, I I am today. Yeah, same. I can't think of anything that I would change, and I think I mentioned that on my podcast episode that I'm just grateful for the way my parents raised me. I had lots of independence and. Yeah, I don't think I'd change anything. Um, if you could wake up tomorrow and having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Easily. I don't even think of that one. Yours is x-ray vision. Uh, it's x-ray vision. <laughs> <laughs> just through the first line. <laughs> just through the first Just through the first line. Uh, so it's just, then, it, then it would just be like me and skeletons, which would be actually kind of creepy. I don't know. I'm sure that quite as much. Um, no, it would... <laughs> invisibility. Um, no, uh, it would be better self-discipline and able to improve my focus on any one thing you know to my point earlier about flittering around like Mm -hmm. i would love to be able to actually take something i had to do and focus on it and do it properly my self-discipline right now is just not very good in that respect have you tried meditation you should listen to our first adulting adventure i I would i'm i'm gonna piggyback on your answer that's a perfect answer i have no self-control I do what I want whenever I yeah. want. <laughs> but is that really a bad thing? Yes. Look at what I'm eating right now. Yeah. That's all. Well, it, it's a bad thing because, you know, inherently it's a selfish thing. Yes. Right. I guess. Super yeah. selfish. And, and, you know, like, I mean, I, will I put my kids first? Of course I will. And if there's something I have to do for them, absolutely. Right. And, uh, but I mean, I'm just, you know, even in my, even in work, like I've thought about jobs that I've had where like, I've just not. I've had 10 things on my plate and I advanced them all in these tiny little stages because I do one thing and I moved, like, I just can't get myself. And then the self-discipline, like, I mean, you know, it's like, well, I've worked for a good solid 12 minutes time to watch some YouTube videos. (laughs) I've been been thinking a lot lately about, does this make me 
sorry, does this make me happy now or will it make me happy later? And both are okay because I think that's the point. Like, but, but honestly, like, okay, so I'm eating this crappy food right now, but this makes me very happy right now. Will I be happy when I'm on the beach in Australia and I am wearing like a giant (laughs) towel on me? Probably not. But you know what? Either way. So if I said, no, I won't eat this candy today. And then when I go to the beach and I'm like, oh, that was good that I made that decision. Whatever. Go to the beach and own that. Well, of course. No, no. I just mean like now thinking. I've done that before. Vince mentioned that (laughs) when I was younger. Um, Yeah. I just think that trying to think that like, whatever, if I'm going to be happy now or happy later, like I'm choosing which one. And so if I don't feel great on the beach, but I'm like, hey, but remember when I ate those Sour Patch Kids? Like that was great. (laughs) Whatever. That was, yeah. What was the question again? (laughs) Uh, what would you have an ability? Would you wake up tomorrow having gained any quality or ability? Oh, Lindsay, do you know yours? Because I don't know what mine would be. Like, I've been thinking about the focus thing. It's like, just to have the focus to see some of my projects through. Mm-hmm. But then I would worry that that would completely upset my, like, work-life balance that I am pretty happy that I have. So maybe just some, like, some skill. Like, just all of a sudden I can be an expert painter or something. Oh. or yeah, something along those lines. Like just to, just have a crazy artistic skill all of a sudden. Oh. Yeah. Actually, I'd sing. If oh I could wake God. up tomorrow, like yes. like if we want to be a little frivolous, if I could wake up tomorrow and and have a really good singing <laughs> voice, would I would actually take that above almost everything that's else. That's amazing. Yeah. I would give up stuff for that. That's amazing. That's, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I would. Uh, I'd want to be able to pick up any language. In oh, the world. that's cool. Oh, yes. I think that'd be one. really freaking cool. Singing any language. Singing and sing. I think that just comes part of knowing a language. I mean, I can kind of sing, but. I would change, um, or I would change the ability, like the way that I think about myself. So either I would think about myself the way other people think of me, or um, I would just be like the way I think about myself the way I think about other people, right? Which is with a very positive lens all the time instead of being like oh i have to go to the beach <laughs> like it would be a lot like more positive yeah yeah that's a, that's a good one how many more questions should we do um well or we're running we we're running close lightning. to the hour so let's, let's do lightning round let's pick five more questions okay and really good ones and we'll <laughs> keep our we'll keep our answers short but uh yeah um, if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? How I die. I'm going to gamble on my own self that it's going to be a head injury. Oh, I couldn't know how. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to know how. No. I want to know how. Oh, oh, I want to make sure my funeral goes through as planned. <laughs> and just let anybody know that um, how my funeral is going to be. You're not allowed to wear black. You have to wear bright, co- bright vibrant colors. And it's not going to be like at like a church or anything. It's going to be in like a dance hall with dan- like party. My favorite music going on. I mean, yeah. And like not now. Like no, not now. <laughs> Maybe in in like fifteen years. Jesus, fifteen. <laughs> I don't want to know anything. No. I literally. What do about not. anything from the past? Oh, like like if I could look. No, because what does it matter? Like, what am I yeah, going to look back and say? It's an oh, did you know? Did did so and so really do this that I suspected, or did this happen, or did you know like? I don't care. Danny yeah. just Danny just sneezed, and it was the most. <laughs> why do you even tell me you're gonna? I sneeze? don't know. I thought it might like when I sneeze, I have to warn everyone because so people don't like. I don't want Dwayne to have a heart attack this if I sneeze. <laughs> Are you saying I'm old? Is that no, no. Maybe I'm that's just how saying. I go. This is gonna become like an Easter egg. There's like one one sneeze every episode. And you have it's to like, where it. was it? Where was it? <laughs> um, 
You got anything? No, go. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. Um, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? I, mean, I have a funny one. I don't really see like a lot of the stuff that I do as accomplishments. They're just like little goals. Not even little goals. They're just things that I do that I'm I work hard towards, so I don't even I don't one know. One time I kicked a home run in kickball and I remember being like this is the coolest thing I've ever this done and I've played national sports and I was like booted it all over all these men in the SSC and I was like yeah <laughs> like I was so proud of myself <laughs> um, mine would be like recovering from ACL surgery and then going on to make the national karate team that was, that was a big thing I am and I, I mean I can't claim this is my accomplishment because there's so much else involved uh, including Kiri's accomplishment but I'm happy that my kids are pretty good people. Yeah. Like my kids are 14 and 11 and, and you know, I was listening to them. They're getting at this age where they interact with each other and they can push each other's buttons, but they can be kind. Mm. And there was something, there was an exchange yesterday where Alex kind of took a little bit of a shot at Ben and Ben paused and sincerely, because Ben doesn't always get it right when he, and Ben paused and went, are you insulting me or complimenting me? And Alex said, no, I was complimenting you. And Ben said, oh, thank you. And it just melted my heart because, and and when he said I'm complimenting you, he said it like, like you could tell he kind of yeah realized real like yeah. you know any any path he wanted to go down was so so I'm I'm I I feel like I had something to do yeah. with that yeah, exactly. <laughs> so 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 I feel like that was pretty good right. Yeah. You and Kira would be um, are amazing parents. I would be happy to be your kid. <laughs> we we've always wanted a girl, so we're I'll, I, I'm I'll be there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely having a birthing a child is a pretty big accomplishment. That's my that's probably my biggest. I would say that's over kickball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how far was the home run though? It like, was, I it was far. Like, yeah. I I thought some of those guys were jealous. I did awesome <laughs> in kickball. I was very good at kickball. Let's weigh those kickball home run birthing. I tell Arlie all the time. <laughs> if I could be playing kickball instead of having a kid, I don't know what I would choose. <laughs> you can still play kickball. <laughs> No, that's probably my uh, my greatest. I think also with my current job um, and or the agency I work for, I'm always really proud of any um, new opportunity I'm given or um, when I've stepped up and, and taken on new projects or um, gone for jobs that maybe were out what I thought were out of my reach and I got them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've had a lot of like career accomplishments that I'm very proud of. It's good. Okay. Did you say yours? I don't really have a greatest accomplishment. You've played on national teams. Yeah, that's national like teams. Like, I, I just, I don't really like. I've, I don't really have like one that really stands out. Yeah. Because it's, I've worked hard for like all the things I do, and that's the problem with me is that like I work too hard for like things that I push for. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know my greatest accomplishment. I, I just don't. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it. This podcast, probably. This probably this podcast. <laughs> but the thing is, like, it's not my greatest accomplishment because it could get better. You know? Right. So always get better. And that's right. just it. I don't think of greatest accomplishments because I always want to do better. So we're very different. I'm in just that way. gonna skip that <laughs> question. Next question. Um. Okay. I'm gonna do a combo question. What is your most treasured memory, or what is your most terrible memory? You can pick whichever one you want. <laughs> These are tough questions. I know. I have a. I have a most treasured like... memory. I have. Um. I, this is a funny story, but it's a very touching story. I was out with some friends and my friend drove me home and then he called me back outside. And my first thought was like, 
Like, I've known this guy forever. And I was like, oh my gosh, is he going to, like, tell me he likes me or something? Like, so super selfish. <laughs> and then I got in the car and he was, like, super nervous. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And then he came out to me. I was the first person that he came out to. And I'm, so, like, so touched by that because I just always think about how special that is that he thought like that he knew he could trust me yeah. and immediately i was like i thought you were gonna tell me you like me <laughs> and i was like oh. yeah i mean so stupid you cried. Broke, yeah yeah broke <laughs> so i was like oh okay thought this was about me um and we drove around for a while after that and talked for a really long time but it, it just um he's one of my closest friends and he, i know he listens to this podcast so shout out to my friend i don't know if he wants me to say his name um but anyway so i just uh feel so special that I was that person for him. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, Dwayne. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't have a most treasured memory because I think, and I'm not, it's not to me a cop out, but I genuinely think that you hold on to different moments. Yeah. yeah, And and depending on where you are in life, you go back to a certain moment. And, and, um, you know, I, I just, I said to Kiri today while we were rushing around trying to get things done, I said, do you remember when we were in Lake Louise? Because in, in September, um, I was coming to the end of my job and things were messy in every possible way. And we weren't able to get a vacation. So we had gone to, I had, I had a work thing. We were in Kenmore for a work thing. And we booked an extra day and we went out to Lake Louise. And there was this huge lineup. We could, anyways, everything was, was, was messy. Yeah. And we managed to get a parking spot at the hotel. We sat out on the patio. It was cold, but no one else was sitting on the patio because it was cold. And they gave you blankets and they had the heaters. And we were looking out like Louise. And if you've oh, ever been there, it's so beautiful. amazing. And we had lunch there. And I was just like, this right here, this this can be, let's just, let's just do this. Let's you just... know? And, but there are lots of moments like that, right? Where, and I have one with Alex and I have one with Ben and Kiri and I have a bunch of course, and I have them with friends. And so I don't know that there's this one treasured moment, but there's just a whole bunch of them that I... I go back to and I pull mm. off the shelf as I kind of need yeah. them. I think, um, I think there's something wrong with my head where I can't think of like treasured moments. Um, what was the other part of the question? The, or the worst memory or oh. worst experience? Well, I have a definite, definite worst experience in my mind, but I don't really want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone in the, most people in this room know what it is. So. Yeah, I, um, I had like one terrible coming out experience that gives yeah. me a lot of anxiety still, and, yeah. but I'm not going to go into the yeah. details. Yeah. So, it's yeah. hard, it's, I would have been there for you. It, it's hard <laughs> to share those moments. I mean, I have a worse moment that I don't want to share. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, but like the good moments, I keep it. Yeah. And it's mine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it and it and it's one of those things that does influence a lot of the things that I do in the way I think. And I'm not glad I have it, but I'm not giving it up either. Yeah. yeah, I have lots of treasured moments in my head that I use for like motivation and stuff like that. But I also use like that messy one for motivation yeah. to push me to do better. Um, because as as me- the messy thing is a bad thing that happened in my life, but it's also a good thing that happened because it has helped push me to be a better person, yeah. right? So, I mean, my head is full of different things that I shouldn't have in my head, but at the same time, they're there for a reason, right? Yeah, that's so. great. Sorry. I have two questions left. Okay, these, are, la- the these are the last two. ones. Your house containing everything your own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a dash, a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? I'm glad that they like said your family made it up. <laughs> and your pets. <laughs> and your pets. Yeah. Oh. 
my cell phone. <laughs> I have a hard drive with photos. Mm. Photos and f- yeah, that's. Yeah, I have a bunch of old photos, like from back to 2005 or something, and they're all digital. And I would keep that. Yeah. I would find that. Everything else, I could. Redo. Yeah. Your TV, just carrying. <laughs> <laughs> I must save this TV. Oh man. Insurance will cover the photos, but. <laughs> yeah, it's TVs. Um, a couch. I'd probably say like. <laughs> That's a, that's the barn a, door. Your new barn door. Screw that barn door. <laughs> Such a nightmare to build. <laughs> oh, and I didn't even build it. It was Jay that built it. I'd probably say my rollerblades. That's awesome. Because they're like a part of me. Yeah. I need them everywhere. Like I've, ta- I've taken them to like Thailand and Japan and like everywhere I go. Because even though I don't, might, I might not get the rollerblade all the time. It's just, yeah, they're like a safety blanket. That's so mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. They always kind of have to be around me. Like, wherever I am, like, if I'm living in any other place, they're there. So I can just grab them and go do the thing I love to do. Rollerblading awesome. is one of my passions. One of my all-time. And I don't, I haven't been doing it enough in the past few years. But it's one of those things that, like, when I'm doing it, I am my most happiest. I guess those are kind of, like, some of my treasured moments. And it's, like, when I'm rollerblading. But, yeah. It'd be my rollerblades. As yeah. weird as it sounds. Pictures. Yeah. Thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures. In a box full of hard drives. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's hard. I um, Like the digital photos, it's so hard because it's just like collecting these memories. And I don't always go back and look. And I wish, Same. and when you do, Same. it's so fun. But I'm like, oh, there's not those days of like the photo albums. Like I I tried to start one for Arlie. I've, I got to like month two and, and I didn't even put them in a book. I just printed out <laughs> the pictures. They're still sitting exactly where they were. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I never go back and look. Sometimes we do with Arlie on like her phone and he loves that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Everyone had their answer? Yep. Okay. Um, so this one is about being partners, but we're all friends in this room, so we're gonna do this anyways. Um, tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest this time, saying things that you might not say to someone you just met. So we can all say nice things about each other. That's our final one. Does that have to be nice or uh didn't it say what you like about nice them? Nice oh, or... So I guess it doesn't have to be. It could be nasty. <laughs> if that's what makes you happy about yourself. If yeah, what you like what about they, them. Um, um, I'll start with Jack. Okay. Jack, I really like your enthusiasm. And I'm so happy that you agreed to do this podcast with me. And <laughs> even though we joke about all the other people that I thought about before you, honestly, as soon... As I thought about you, I was like, this will be perfect. <laughs> and you have taken this podcast and made it what it is with all the equipment and just being the host, basically, and, and letting me just talk. So you're the best. Oh, thanks, Dan. <laughs> um, about Danny is just her, like, you do have a lot more drive than you think you do. I think you have a great drive and your heart is super big. I love how much you care about everyone else. Thank you. But you need to start caring for yourself more. Thank you. You do. You really right. do. I want to say one thing about each person, but I'll, I'll go really fast because I know it's time. But uh, I, I just – I echo Jack. I, I, The very first time I met you, um, you were super warm and friendly. And I don't think there's a malicious bone in your body. I adore you. I think you're just a wonderful person. And um, it's – yeah. You're just you're, – you're lovely. Uh, Jack, you know – I Jack has so much enthusiasm and excitement, but it's not, but it's not false. I mean, you meet people that sometimes like, it's kind of like, you know, uh, 
they doth protest too much, you know, but I don't think <laughs> yeah. that's the case with you. Like, I think you, you know, Dwayne Hoppenbrowers made the comment at a dodgeball tournament when we were doing a draft. He drafted you and he said, I'm picking Jack because I play, played with Jack one time and it was the best day. <laughs> and I, and we all, we all agreed, <gasps> oh, right? Because, so but you've just got this level of like, you just bring everything up and you've got this energy and excitement that you can't help but be kind of pulled up. And I, I, I love that about you. And, and about Lindsay, Lindsay's one of my favorite people mm-hmm. in the world. Um, so you're so genuine and you're so very, um, comfortable and like there's not a any part of you that seems judgmental i mean maybe behind the scenes she's judging us all oh, horrifically oh, <laughs> but but i mean i kind of feel like you know like if i had a deep dark secret and i was just i had to tell someone like Lindsay would be a great choice Pretty because sure. i all of us have gone. I've probably that. already done that. Yeah, right? have we, gone yeah, to Lindsay with. Yeah, that. we've. Everyone's had a heart to heart with Lindsay. Yes. Yeah, I just have all the blackmail. In the yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> we, little did we know we've just been kidding. fueling. <laughs> but she just, I just, yeah, and I just, I adore that about you. I think mean, that's, that's, yeah. You are, you are one of the most genuine humans <clears throat> in the world, and I just, yeah, it's been so fun to do this with you as well, and getting to spend more time with you in a different way, and getting to learn so much more about you. Like it's, it's been wonderful. Yeah, and yes. with um with Dwayne um. I've I've always looked I've I've looked up to you and, and like because of I've known Dwayne uh how long like I remember Dwayne asked me to play dodgeball for his team one one year um it was my first time coming into the league and I didn't know anybody and like into the competitive dodgeball league and he took a chance on me I, I guess you could say and I've always looked up to him for that kind of thing because just like reaching out to people you've been great at like doing that and I've seen you like accept a lot of people into the dodgeball community and the dodgeball world with uh how like approachable you are and stuff like that and i've always wanted to like come to you for advice and stuff like that because i'm not saying you're old but no 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 but, but I, I appreciate that i feel as though you have a lot of experience in like a lot of things that people have to go through and you're a great person to go to that for that kind of thing thank you and you have my favorite sense of humor I really like even being here today. I'm like, I really miss all the time that we play dodgeball together. And like after the games, like talking forever, you know, before you leave. I miss your. I miss getting to hang out with you because we were on wasting our nights, right? Yeah, we were on wasting our nights for a long time. For a long time. Yeah, we had so much fun. I miss. Yeah. Hey, I gotta tell good things. Don't. (laughs) No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Everyone's turned it off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll start with Jack, uh, just enthusiasm, as everyone said, and, <laughs> and j- drive to try new things. Yeah. 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 And that's just awesome and fantastic. And <laughs> I love doing the podcast with <laughs> and Danny, just giant heart and like, take no shit advice too. Like, I don't know what that means. Wait. Well, like, you just, <laughs> I give no, I know give... you give good advice, but with just like this kind of take no shit mm-hmm. attitude and it's just fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I got a big heart, but I'm not a pushover. Exactly, bitches. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> not a pushover. That'll be the first track you're birthing a giant group drops. Yeah. <laughs> right and uh, Dwayne, just so well spoken, intelligent, yeah. and like wonderful to talk to, Gosh. among many other things. This is the best. Yeah. <laughs> so much warmth in this room yeah, right so now. It's not because the fireplace has been on for like five hours. <laughs> you guys are the best. Yeah, please everyone write in and tell us the reasons you like us. <laughs> you can pick any of the four of us in the room. Because our, our egos need to be more boosted than they are. But that's great. I think this was a great episode. Um, Dwayne, thank you so much for uh, you. No, this coming awesome. on to our so uh, podcast. Do you have any shout outs to anybody or any... Uh... Well, I, it's, it's so funny because uh, 
uh, I told Kiri that we might be talking about marriage, and we didn't we really didn't. talk too much about marriage. <laughs> <Our bad. laughs> but it, it, as I was driving here, she sent me a text, and she said, uh, "That do you, you looked do you at think, when you stopped. Do, when I stopped, yeah, yeah. It pulled over to the side of the road, <laughs> and I, and and it it said, she said, uh, do you think your do you think your friends ask you to be on because like we're like a really good successful example of a marriage? Let's go with that. Of course. And, and I said, and I said yes, and they would be right. So, it, and I um, think it, I think it is because it you know what? Like, like I said, when I look up to you for like that kind of experience stuff like that, it's because you have a great like family. Yeah. Like your kids are great, and like when you talk about them, you're very proud of them, and like your marriage and stuff like that. And I like every marriage is has their problems, yeah. right? And I'm sure you have some small problems. And oh, oh, we've had we've had problems with I mean, your marriage right? yeah pro- probably a, a conversation for a different episode but i mean we've had lots of problems yeah you know but the issue is that you know you get to a point where you it just becomes more real yep and grounded and it's not yeah changes yeah but not in a bad way at all but that's just it like you have a, a good successful marriage that you guys know how to work through your problems right and with the problems with kids and stuff like that maybe our next month topic should be adult problems that's our whole podcast. No, no, no. But like, <laughs> have you had marriage problems? Yeah, we can look have into that. Have you had yeah. incontinence problems? <laughs> it's an adult issue. It's true. Yeah. Knee problems. Yeah, knee General problems. joint pain. Yeah. yeah. Today's topic, joint pain. What's your dental? <laughs> let's talk, <laughs> let's your dental talk about, <laughs> Let's talk about joint pain for an hour. What's your boss like? <laughs> awesome. Anyways. Another okay, serious episode. Oops. Oh, man. We got, Where are we going yeah, with Yeah, we got to get back to being dumb. <laughs> Let's get Dawn back on this yeah. on podcast. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. Thank you again, Dwayne, for joining us. Um, to interact with us, remember, follow us on This Is Adulting on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm giving up on you guys. I'm going to just stop my spiel. <laughs> I really need you guys to interact with us so that I know that you listen. Morgan. Morgan, <laughs> Morgan, I'm talking to you now. Please post on our wall. We're excited to have you. Okay, guys, that's it for today. We'll chat next week. Bye.